where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. Are you saved? This is the most important question you will ever answer. The reason? How you answer this question determines your eternity. If you answer yes, you will spend eternity in heaven with Jesus. If you answer no, you will spend eternity in hell with the devil. Join us in this podcast as Kim takes us on a journey through the scriptures to see how two men were able to overcome their doubts and fears and answer this all-important question with a confident yes. Learn how you, too, can join us in our Father's house. The door is open, but only to those who believe. Hello, and welcome to this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. And the foundation of our belief is that every one of us must come to Jesus through the saving power of his blood. And we can only do that if we believe. And we know that there are many of you who have come to the saving knowledge of Jesus, and for that we are forever grateful. In fact, we get to call you brothers and sisters because we are born into the family of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. But we also know that there are many people in this world who have not given their hearts and their lives to Jesus. And each of them has a reason in their mind or in their heart for saying no to this amazing gift, to this free gift of salvation that looses us from the bondage of sin, that puts us in right fellowship with Jesus and gives us eternal life in heaven. Everyone who says no does it for whatever reason. The unfortunate truth is, is that the reasons are not valid. Because Jesus said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Jesus said that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and that we all need him as a savior. And so for the next few moments, I would like to spend some time with you and talk about two different accounts, two different gentlemen in the scriptures who had their own story. They had their reasons why salvation seemed so difficult for them to believe that it was necessary. But these two gentlemen were able to come to the truth that Jesus loved them, that Jesus was the only way, and that through Jesus they could have life eternal in heaven. It's my prayer that each of you listening to this 
will be certain that you know him as personal Savior. The Bible gives us an account in Acts chapter 16.30 that has so much richness in it that we could spend a week probably talking about it. But we're going to hit the highlights. And what we find here is there was a woman whose name was Lydia, and she had some evil spirits in her, and she had the ability to make a lot of money for some people who were using her and abusing her for this skill set she had. And so Paul and Silas come, and they see her, and they heal her. And when they heal her of these demons, the people who was using her and making money off of her were incredibly angry. And so they have Paul and Silas thrown into jail, and they fasten their feet and their stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, and they sang praises unto God, and the prisoners could hear them. So first I want you to see that Paul and Silas were persecuted for serving their God and helping someone be free from the bondage of sin. So sometimes there are some negative consequences to witnessing. People don't always understand, but Jesus always delivers. So they're in prison, and it's midnight, and they are fastened to the walls, And they are singing the praises of God because circumstances should never dictate what you think about Jesus. Circumstances should never dictate whether you love him or whether you don't. Circumstances should not be what moves you to praise. The truth that Jesus loves you, the truth that Jesus has set you free, and the truth that Jesus is watching over you, protecting you, and never leaving you should be a reason to praise 24-7, 365 days a year of your entire life. Circumstances does not change the truth of who God is. And you need to remember that. So Paul and Silas, they're in the jail. And then at midnight, there was a great earthquake. So the foundations of the prison were shaken, and all the doors were open, and all the bands were loose. And the keeper of the prison is awakened out of his sleep, and he sees the doors open, and he's about to kill himself. But Paul cries with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. See, Paul was about his father's business. Circumstances didn't dictate how he believed about God. And when the circumstances changed, it didn't change how he believed. And so he was still there. And this move of not leaving, this move of staying there, it, it has an impact on this jailkeeper. See, how you react to the circumstances in your life will have an impact on the people around you. It will either point them to Jesus or it will point them away from Jesus. And so then what happens is he gets a light and he comes trembling and he falls down before Paul and Silas. And he brings them out and he says to them, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they say, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. 
And then it says in thy house, because when we accept Jesus, we are a living testimony, a witness, and it's so contagious because people want what we, we have. We need to live a life that is a living testimony of who Christ is, and when we do that, it will draw people unto him. He says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And our lives need to lift him up. And this is what Paul and Silas did. And the jailer who had no inclination prior to this event to be saved, I've asked them how to be, and he has accepted. I want to bring your attention to John chapter 3. This is a familiar passage. Nicodemus, he is a, a ruler. He's a, a, a rich man. He's an intelligent man. And he is coming to Jesus at night because he doesn't want anybody to see him. Because he doesn't want to be associated with what this is. And he knows that there will be consequences he's not willing to, to deal with should he be seen. But yet there's this gnawing question inside of him about this man called Jesus. And the truth that he speaks and there's just something about it that he wants to know more about. And so we pick up the, the event in John chapter 3, verse 4. I'm going to read through 7. He says, and he must needs go through, that's the, that's the wrong one, I'm sorry. Chapter 3, verses 4 through 7, I was reading about the woman at the well who also uh, found Jesus when she wasn't looking for him. But it says, Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And he says, Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. See, what Jesus is telling Nicodemus is that you've got to rid yourself of being a sinful man, and you've got to accept Jesus Christ, cleansing of your soul, washing away of your sins, and you've got to put away the old man. We learn about that in 2 Corinthians 5.17, that old things are passed away, but a whole... Behold, all things are become new. And we've got to put away the things of the world and set our affections upon things above. And we need to trust in Jesus and allow him to save us. See, Nicodemus was smart and he couldn't understand the concepts because he allowed the things of the world, the intellect that he had to cloud the truth that Jesus was speaking. The devil will use anything that he can and everything that he has to confuse you, to try to upset you, to try to make things not seem clear. But the truth is clear and the truth is Jesus loves you and he says, marvel not, you must must be born again. And so the story we have in, in Nicodemus is a man who doesn't see a need for salvation because he's pretty self-reliant, but he comes to Jesus to learn more of the truth of the gospel of Jesus. And Jesus says, even though you're brilliant, even though you are rich, even though you have all this public and worldly acclaim and fame, you have to be born again. And he moves through John chapter 3, which many of you are familiar with. And he explains to him 
what needs to be done. And he says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And so it brings us to this question of are you saved? The jailer needed to be saved, and Paul and Silas clearly explained to him what he needed to believe in Jesus. Nicodemus who seemed to need nothing in this world, had to be saved. And Jesus explained to him how to. Now, you and I probably have fallen in our lives somewhere between the jailer who had thrown in prison somebody for praising God and knowing who God was. We have probably fallen somewhere between that and between Nicodemus, who is completely self-reliant and self-sufficient. And so between the jailer and between the Nicodemuses of the world are all these other people, and everybody from the beginning to the end of the spectrum needs Jesus. Because Jesus says in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, he says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means everybody. And then he tells us in Romans 6, 23, he tells us this. He says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we are born in a sinful state. That's what he says in Romans 3, 23. So we know that the end is destruction. The end is death. It is a separation from God. And then Romans 5, 8 tells us, this is amazing, people. Listen closely. But God commendeth his life toward us, his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So while we were yet sinners, before we even knew we needed a Savior, he was on the cross of Calvary, shedding his sinless, perfect blood that we might be saved. That's how much Jesus loves you. He was paying your penalty of sin that you could never pay before you even knew you needed it. He was looking out for you before you ever recognized who he was. And then Romans 10, 9, and 10, it gives us this picture of what we need to do, of how we can be saved. Because Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So there's nothing you can do. It's all because of the finished work of Calvary. And so Romans 10, 9, and 10 says this, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So what's your story? Because Romans ten thirteen says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So are you a Nicodemus 
that is self-reliant and you don't think you need Jesus? Hey, you came into this world needing him. And you came into this world loved by him. And you came into this world provided by him. He provided a way to him through the cross of Calvary that you might reach God and spend eternity in heaven and you won't even acknowledge his existence. But it will never change the love he has for you. Because Romans 8.38 says that nothing will separate us from the love of God. See, you can't find love any greater than John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I don't know your story. I don't know if you were traumatized and you think, well, how could a loving God allow this to happen? The devil is the prince of the power of the air, but God has offered you a way of escape. He's offered you a place of healing. He's offered you a position of power, and he loves you. Don't let your past and the things that the devil has done and to you and the people around you keep you from a perfect future in Jesus Christ, a love that has no end, that is unconditional. I don't know, maybe you are like Nicodemus and you have everything you think you need, but I guarantee you that you came into this world with a a, a desire to be filled with Jesus, you just don't recognize that there is a longing that your money can't feel. There's a longing that your pleasure-seeking hasn't been able to quench. There is a thirst like the woman at the well in John chapter 4 said when she came to the well with an empty vessel so that she could fill it up, and Jesus filled it with everlasting water that would never run dry because he came to that well before she knew she needed him. She, he came to that well and it cost him his safety but he didn't care because he loved her so he met her at a place where she was to take her to a place where he was because he filled her with a water that would never run dry see he's seeking you today he's drawing you today and he wants to be your savior but you've got to stop for a moment in time and realize that you have a need that only he can feel And you need to give him your life. Open up your heart and let him in. Let's pray. Lord, I don't know the condition of the hearts of the people who are listening to this. Lord, I don't know if they are saved and they're going to use this to be able to speak to someone else and give them an understanding of who you are. Lord, I don't know if they're saved and they just need to reflect back upon all that you've done for them and all that you are and how you knew their need and paid their need before they even knew they needed it. Or Lord, I don't know if they don't know you. But this I do know. I know that you are standing right now with your arms open wide. I know that you are drawing them by the power of the Holy Spirit to turn their lives over to you and to realize that this futile, useless, constant striving and this seeking for peace and this 
working themselves, Lord, and trying to, to navigate this world and to fight the, the wiles of the devil, unarmed with the armor that you give, unable to call upon you for your assistance without your directions and without your provisions, Lord. I know that this is a life that they need free from the bondage of sin. And I know that you are standing there ready, Lord, to give that to them. And so, Lord, I would ask that you would put the Holy Spirit round about them and that you would allow my broken words to be clear to them, Lord, that you would allow them to understand that all they have to do is believe in the holy name of God. Lord, to know that God sent his son, you, Jesus, and to believe in you, Jesus, that you were sinless and you were perfect and that as you were on the cross, Lord, that your sinless, perfect blood paid the only price that could be used to get rid of the sin debt that we owed. And though our sins were as scarlet, your blood washed them white as snow. And that when we open up our heart and allow you to come in and we acknowledge that we need you as Savior and that we are sinners in need of a Savior and that we are unable to save ourselves but that we need you in our hearts, that when we come to you, Lord, and ask you to forgive us of our sins and to dwell in our hearts and our lives and to be Lord of our hearts and King of our hearts and Lord of our lives and to lead us and to guide us and to direct us and to clean us from the inside out like only you can do through the presence of the Holy Spirit, that you will say, yes, come in, my child, and that we will be yours and you will be ours. Lord, I pray that you would work in the hearts of those that are listening. Allow them, Lord, to ask you to come into their heart. Give them the courage to confess Help them to find a Bible-believing church to be discipleship and understand all it means to know you and love you and to be part of your family. Lord, all of these things I commit to you and hand to you and pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Women at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com watwm where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Women of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. Greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved.